Welcome to 321 iRelaunch. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of iRelaunch, the industry leader in career reentry resources. In each episode of 321 iRelaunch, we'll be speaking with guest experts in the career reentry space to help make your transition back to work smooth and successful. Today, we're going to be talking about social media and relaunching and the role social media plays in the job search, specifically for relaunchers. Today, we're speaking with Carol Welch of Carol Welch Consulting. Carol is a career coach and counselor and a former practicing attorney. Carol supports and advises professionals at all levels of career development, reentry, and transition. Carol is also an iRelaunch bootcamp coach. Hi, Carol. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited that we're uh, talking today about this uh, social media topic because for so many of us, uh, when we uh, went through the job search years ago before our career break, social media just did not have the role that it does today. And it is so prominent today and there's so much to know about it that I'm glad that we have you to talk to us to help us uh, decipher all of us and make some sense of it and get some real advice on where to begin in terms of using social media uh, when we're relaunching. So we're going to talk about LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and any other parts of social media um, that you uh, think that we should be discussing and we'll see how much we can get to. Um, but let's first talk about that LinkedIn profile. Can you just give us an introduction to um, how important it is to have one, how to set one up, what the basics are, and maybe some resources for if you have no idea where to start, does LinkedIn provide anything to guide people through the process? Absolutely. So, uh, so Carol, as you mentioned, uh, social media has become such an important tool for job seekers. And for relaunchers, um, this is true as well. Um, if you are a relauncher and you're somewhat social media skeptical or anxious, um, I really encourage relaunchers to, at the very minimum, have a LinkedIn profile. And that's for a few reasons. First of all, um, there are over 225 million LinkedIn users. And so uh, recruiters, about 87% of recruiters report looking at LinkedIn or somehow using it as part of the hiring process. And it's it's become so prevalent and common for people to have LinkedIn profiles and use it as part of their job, job search process that if you simply don't have one and you apply for a position and the hiring manager or recruiter looks for you on LinkedIn and doesn't see you, they're definitely going to sort of scratch their head and say, you know, this this is odd. Why doesn't this person have a LinkedIn profile? That's how common it is now. And so, as you mentioned, you know, at the very least, you want to have a complete basic profile. And by that, I mean um, a few different things. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Carol, LinkedIn is really user-friendly. They have fantastic tutorials that guide you through setting each segment of the profile up. Um, 
Uh, so the, the, you, you should have a photo, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that should be a professional-looking photo, although you don't need to go out and hire someone, you know, pay someone hundreds of dollars to take a, take a headshot. You can have a friend uh, take a photo of you when you're professionally dressed. You shouldn't have other people cropped out. It shouldn't be a selfie. It shouldn't be you at a party or on a beach. Um, you, you know, it, it just really needs to be a basic, clear um, uh, headshot photo. Mm-hmm. Another part, the important part of a, of a complete LinkedIn profile is your headline. And by that, um, I mean the phrase that goes right beneath your name. It's important to, to spend some time thinking about that and how you want to position yourself. So, you know, it may be, um, you know, a marketing executive, it may be a, a career coach or whatever, but that is going to be kind of the, a phrase that employers use to find you. And it's going to be one of the first things that employers see when they look at your profile um, on LinkedIn. The next section is your summary. And uh, there is some debate about whether you should write your summary in first person or third person. And the summary is sort of a more fleshed out place where you get to really elaborate a bit more on your, you know, what your unique value proposition is. Who, who are you and what unique things do you have to bring to the table? Um, and I think social media provides a unique opportunity to be a little bit more personalized and three-dimensionalize yourself. And so you could, you could definitely uh, do that summary in first person, but third person is absolutely acceptable. And then on the profile, you're going to have identified like three to five skills. Um, you're going to have your education section fleshed out. Um, and then there are um, other sections at the bottom that I'm sure we'll go into further. Okay. Um, can I just ask you a couple of questions, Carol? Um, so when you're talking about that headline right underneath your name, so I've had people ask, do you say in that headline that you're looking for that you're relaunching or looking for a position or do you simply say um, seasoned marketing executive with specific experience in the healthcare industry like something descriptive like that but not indicating that you are currently on a job search yeah so so um different career you know you can ask 10 career coaches or counselors a question like that and you might get several different answers but um i think that uh, there's something called passive candidacy where y- not putting out there that you're desperately looking for a job mm. is is preferable. Um, there, okay. are, there are absolutely ways for you to advance your job search and your candidacy without so overtly spelling out in your LinkedIn profile that you're looking for a position. Okay, very helpful. And then the other question that we sometimes get is uh, if people have more than one career goal and do they are they applying for two different types of jobs how do they unify that um, with that headline on the LinkedIn profile yes so um, this is a very common uh, question for relaunchers who maybe at the beginning of their processes they've got you know two or perhaps three different tracks that they're thinking about pursuing. And they don't want to sort of pigeonhole themselves in the way they market themselves in one of those specific areas. So in a case like that, you want to just make your LinkedIn profile as basic, general, and professional as you can. So, um, you know, if, if you have to commit yourself to a headline that is 
you, you may get to a point where you need to commit yourself to a headline that's mm-hmm. more specific rather than, um, than not. But um, I, would, I would advocate for having the most basic, broad LinkedIn profile that you can. And then when you advance in your process, you can always revisit your profile and tweak it to sort of, um, you know, make yourself more marketable to a particular segment of your industry or a particular area. You know, this highlights what we have talked about um, at, at iRelaunch for a while, and and we try to uh, communicate to all of our relaunchers the importance of going through that career assessment process and really getting the clarity on exactly what you want to do. And this is a perfect illustration of how you have to go through that step first before you can move on to the rest of the parts of the process, which includes setting up this LinkedIn profile. So I really like your advice about keeping it generic at the beginning when you're in the earlier stages of that clarification process, but then understanding that this LinkedIn profile is a dynamic document and you can make changes to it. And as you get that clarity, you can get more and more specific with that headline. That's absolutely right. And um, that that piece that you mentioned of conducting that self-assessment and getting greater clarity on what direction do I want to be heading in? That's so important. Um, and once you refine, think about and refine that message, that message should be consistent clear in all of your different presences. So for example, your LinkedIn, it will be present in your LinkedIn profile, and it'll also be present in your resume. It'll also be present in your elevator pitch and the way you talk about yourself. So you can't just sort of bust out there and, and um, you know, set up a profile without having gone through that process, develop your message. And then once you've nailed that message, um, as, as, as much as you can. And again, you may have to go back and retweak and refine it later, but then you're going to want to fill out your profile and, and, um, make that message consistent. Um, that reminds me of the other point too about consistency. You want to make sure in your LinkedIn profile that, um, you don't need to parrot your resume and basically put every word for word thing that you've got on your resume, but you, you want there to be consistency. You don't want there to be an important job or a gap that shows up on your resume to not, you know, you, you don't want one to be one on the one and not the other. That's an important thing um, because that's another thing. You don't want to leave employers scratching their heads and asking questions. You want to answer questions and you want to give information. Um, and so things like inconsistencies make employers worry and wonder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So let, let me, you're, when you're talking, it's making me think of even more questions. So um, one question that um, popped into my mind that's unrelated, and we'll get back onto the, um, the, the main topic in a second, but just a logistics piece. I remember that um, LinkedIn had this step of, should we tell all your contacts about um, your setting up your LinkedIn profile and there was an option there to say skip this step because otherwise LinkedIn connects with everyone in your contact file and like it could be, you, you know, people who, um, like your doctor or someone, you know, might be in your file and they would get a notice. So is that still on there and do you still have the option to skip that step? 
Yes. Um, so that is in a privacy setting. And what you're talking about is this ability where every time you um, go on your profile and you change something, say, for example, you didn't like how you phrased a particular, uh, you know, say you're a job or you're a relauncher and you're really just building your presence and getting your search going and you're, you're on a day-to-day -day basis you're going back to your profile and you're making some changes and adding some things you definitely want to have uh, the the item set up in your privacy setting so that every time you make a change all of your contacts will not be notified um, and this way you know uh, you you can can make these changes and build your profile without all of these sort of tedious little items being um, sort of broad, broadcasted to everyone in your network and then I think you can even like restrict LinkedIn from going in and connecting with your mailbox and telling people uh, in the first place so you can, I think you can turn that part off. Um, okay, so uh, in turn, any other comments that you want to make in terms of the body of the LinkedIn profile and perhaps um, how you handle describing your career break um, while uh, on your LinkedIn profile? Yes. So. Um you know, for, for a relauncher who, for example, is famil familiar with iRelaunch and all of its resources and information, you already know very well that a lot of the things that you did during your career break, like community service, um, uh, pro bono work, uh, project work, contract work, those are all valuable items and can be set up on your LinkedIn profile in a compelling and professional way. Um, there are many tutorials out there that can help you come up with ways to phrase and describe different things. You know, a lot of people might use phrases like consulting work or freelance work, but um, your LinkedIn profile template will allow you um, spaces to um, build, you know, explain your volunteer work or other other certifications or um, endeavors that you've had that that you know are compelling and are important part of your um, of your your marketing campaign for for your job uh, search. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that those things should all be included. Um, a lot of people ask about endorsements. You know, they have these endorsements. You know, right. Mary Smith endorsed um, Carol Welsh for uh, you know publishing or something. And sometimes they're completely irrelevant to what your skills and experience actually are. So you have the option to delete and remove those. But people ask, "Oh my gosh, I'm a relauncher. Um, I haven't worked in a." paid professional setting in a while do I need to have endorsements you know will I can I run a really good job search without endorsements yes of course you can um, and I've heard some career coaches and counselors say that um, recommendations are actually more preferable and those are this that's the section on the profile where a past employer or colleague actually has a little written piece about you and about the substance of your work. So I've heard some say that, you know, one recommendation is equal to 10 endorsements. So, um, and I can see how, how that can be because the recommendation, you know, really fleshes out um, who you are. But I think in the very beginning, I wouldn't get hung up or wor worry too much about endorsements because I think many recruiters, um, you know, recognize what they are and what they mean. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too hung up on that. Okay. And then what about if you're, um, 
a career transition or and a relauncher. So you're actually um, going to relaunch an entire in an entirely different direction from what your pre uh, career break experience was. Yet your experience on your LinkedIn profile is going to point to a certain type of career. Is the way is there a way to handle that that you would recommend in the summary or in some other part of of the profile? Well, my advice on something like that, first and foremost, is always go out and find some sort of way to have an engagement that makes you more legitimate and credible in that area. There, there's just no, there's just no getting around that. If you're, if you're looking to transition into an area where you have less credibility and less experience, there, there are probably many ways, including writing an article, um, shadowing a professional, doing an internship, doing some sort of discrete project. So that is always the best way to bridge that gap of experience when you're trying to transition into a new area. And, and all of those things that I just mentioned can be included on the LinkedIn profile. Excellent. Um, all right. So I, I want to move off of LinkedIn, but let me just ask one more question before we do. And that has to do with joining groups. Can you explain, maybe demystify that a little bit and um, talk about whether someone should join a lot of groups or just a few and, and join groups that are uh, reflecting uh, your your career goals at this point? And what is the benefit of being in a group? Absolutely. So, so again, just to sort of reiterate, uh, the, the, the plus of having a LinkedIn profile as a relauncher is that it allows you to be visible and findable, but it also allows you to, um, to engage and connect with other people in your targeted um, uh, area of, of where you're looking for a job. And groups are a fantastic way. When you scroll down to the bottom of a person's LinkedIn profile, you can see the groups that they belong to. So if we're starting from scratch as a relauncher and you for example are looking to work in marketing look at the profiles of different professionals that you know or are aware of in the marketing area and look at the groups that they belong to and then try to join those groups once you've joined those groups you can start out by just sort of listening listening and seeing what kinds of discussions they're having and what's being posted but then ultimately you'll hopefully you know, post questions or share contacts. I'm sorry, here share content, um, and you can even um, separately introduce yourself to people in the group who have you know posted questions or or content, and ask them you know for informational interviews. So groups are an invaluable way to put yourself into a pipeline of information and resources and contacts in your targeted area. Excellent and. Actually, can you comment on using LinkedIn, and then we'll now move into uh, Facebook. I'm interested in your thoughts on Facebook. In terms of uh, resources for researching companies, uh, how active are companies on this these social media, and uh, how do you go about getting information about them uh, using LinkedIn and Facebook? Absolutely. So, so um, all of these forms of social media, surely they, to some extent, are great ways 
for you to um, have a presence, um, to, to market yourself, to be visible, to sort of promote your, your, your personal brand. But then it's a two-way street. It's also a fantastic way for you to gather information and learn about prospective employers. Um, you know, when you're preparing for a networking conversation or a job interview, of course, you're going to look at an employer's website. But when you look at their LinkedIn profile or their Facebook page or their, or their Twitter feed, it allows you to understand that prospective employer in a much more um, uh, real-time, kind of deeper way. You can really learn about what they're thinking about. Many employers also even post information about jobs um, in their social media. They tweet information about jobs. Um, so uh, definitely, if, you, if you're interested in a particular employer, checking out all of their social media presences is an important way for you to um, not only inform yourself about whether this employer is in fact something that you're interested in, but also to make your, your, yourself a more compelling candidate because you're really engaged in what they're doing and thinking. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I, I think that's such an important point. And the other piece about that is then when you're in some kind of an interview or conversation with someone um, in your field, you can refer to the fact that you have just looked at their company's Twitter page, for example, and there was something on it that was of interest to you that you then uh, clicked through and read about. And so that uh, shows you as more engaged uh, person interested in their company and also you're up on social media, you're, you're signaling that as well. I think that's so important, Carol. And I think uh, the reality is for relaunchers, you know, when you hit the job market, you really need to think about not only, you know, doing all that work about what you have to offer and bring to the table, but you need to be prepared to address reservations and concerns that employers have about relaunchers. And the reality is that one reservation or concern that employers might have about relaunchers is that they are technologically, you know, behind not, you know, behind the curve and um, and also not up to speed on social media. So by going into an interview or conversation and being able to talk about that employer social media presence, you um, you eliminate fears, concerns or reservations on their part about your 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 social media savvy by sort of taking it head on and and telling them what you know. Exactly. I, I, I think that's, that is, is such an important point. Um, so what about your Facebook profile? I know people pretty much know not to have, you know, careless, incriminating photographs of them on their profile and to clean it up if they have to. Um, but is there any, anything beyond that that you would advise for people in terms of setting, uh, privacy, um, privacy settings or, or anything else that they need to know about restricting access to their own Facebook profile. I think that um, if you are a Facebook user, and um, and and certainly I'm sure that Facebook has been an important tool for some people in job searching. I definitely see more more results with with LinkedIn. But if you're a Facebook user and you and you want to keep that presence, absolutely you want to do a thorough review of um, your all of your settings and make sure that you have custom settings so that um, only your friends can see things like your photos and your religious and political views um, you know posts and things like that you, you don't, you don't want to make 
um, any mistakes uh, in terms of what prospective employers or professional contacts can see on your Facebook page. Okay, very good. Uh, and what about Twitter? Uh, should people set up a an account on Twitter? What's involved in doing that? Um, what do, what do people use Twitter for when they're relaunchers in a job search? Yes, and I and I will say that um, Twitter is is I think for a relauncher in particular, it's a very feared um, social media tool. But I w- I will tell you that if you are a relauncher um, and you've got your LinkedIn profile mastered. I definitely recommend getting yourself um, a Twitter account and you don't even need to, in the beginning, be vocal. Just listen. Um, Follow the uh, individuals or the employers that are interesting to you and just sort of follow the conversation and and listen and watch people engage and see what people are saying and posting. And ultimately, you may find yourself, you know, ready and interested in in sharing information or um, retweeting things. But um, Twitter can be such a great tool um, for the reasons that I mentioned earlier about understanding um, employers and individuals in real time and what they're thinking and saying. And you don't even need to be, you you can set up your account and not start tweeting right away. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, And in order to set up that account, do you need to put your picture on it or put your name on it or you can truly be a silent participant? Um, you know, I, you, you can, um, I don't believe that you can set up a Twitter account without sort of populating those basic things, but oh, you, can, okay. you can use your same, you know, photo that you've used for LinkedIn mm-hmm. and have your basic, um, you know, your name and, and something that's similar to your LinkedIn headline underneath mm-hmm. your Twitter feed mm-hmm. and just sort of leave that there and, and begin to follow a number of parties. Don't worry if you're following more uh, people than are following you that, you know, you can eventually uh, try to catch up or whatever. But for you, using it as a tool in your job search process, um, you know, as I mentioned, you can sort of be silent in the beginning and just just listen and learn. Okay. And do you have any general tips for people on um, researching companies on social media? And are there any social media that we have not talked about today that you think should be part of that research effort? Well, when you're when you're about to say, for example, um, meet with someone at an employer that interests you or go on an interview, you want to sit down and you want to look at that employer's LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and Twitter feeds. Other ways that you might be able to learn about um, an employer's, look to see whether anyone from that employer has posted a YouTube, you know, perhaps Perhaps the CEO or you know the director of marketing just gave a presentation last week, and their talk is on YouTube. Um, that would be a great thing for you to know about before you go in for an interview. Um, uh, another, you know, this is more of a website than a social media post, but Glassdoor is a fantastic way to learn about a prospective employer before you go in for an interview. Um, but I would say that that you know the big three, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, are the kind of the key um, sites that you should be familiar with for a prospective employer. Mm-hmm. All right, that sounds great. Uh, and then I want to ask you a question that we like to ask. Uh, whenever we do a podcast interview, and that is, what is your favorite piece of relaunch advice, 
even if it repeats something that you already said in this podcast? Well, um, it's definitely something I've said before, and it's something that we talked about a little bit. Um, Spend the time as a relauncher to um, conduct that very important inventory of your your skills and your values before you really fully hit the job market. It will be time well spent and you'll take those findings and learnings about what you have to offer um, and you will use them in all of your job search tools including your social media presences and it will really pay off because you'll show up as a more confident compelling candidate candidate when you know who you are and what you have to offer that is terrific advice i agree a thousand percent um uh, carol thank you so much for joining us today and we really, really benefited from your wisdom. And for more information about Carol or Carol Welch Consulting, you can contact us at info at irelaunch.com. And for more information about the iRelaunch bootcamps, be sure to visit irelaunch.com slash bootcamp. That's irelaunch.com forward slash bootcamp. Thanks, Carol. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at info at irelaunch.com and be sure to visit our website, irelaunch.com.